1: Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler.
2: Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. Uh, Dr. Kathy Greenberg is my co-host and bring up Kathy on in just a minute You know, and Kathy and I are your leadership development coaches. Between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. And Kathy and I always want to bring you kind of the best and current leadership topics. We often bring you uh, interviews with proven leaders and and look at what is evidence-based. Is there some research behind this? We also want to take the opportunity today, as we've done in the past, for Kathy and I to talk about some topics that are newsworthy, And uh, so we're not gonna have any guests. Kathy and I will be interviewing each other about some of our expertise. And today's show is about cheaters, derailers, and building resiliency. So what we'll first do is explore some of the characteristics that dethrone many of our heroes and leaders. What is behind this passion for success that drives people to cheat, like we know recently with Lance Armstrong, and other heroes that we've idolized How do our leaders quickly fall from grace and lose their credibility in the snap of a finger, in a moment? We are gonna highlight a tool that you can download from our website. It's called the derailleur detector. And the derailleur detector identifies the top characteristics which can trump some of the emotional intelligence competencies which we always talk about. These are what uh, others have called fatal flaws. They have to be attended to, they have to be mitigated. When the derailers are present, your decision-making and problem-solving can be compromised. And we'll mention this a few times, but if you go to our our website, you can take the derailleur detector, and we have a shortened uh, URL for you, which is http uh, colon slash slash budurl.com and then I will mention that budurl.com slash forward slash cg58 budurl.com forward slash cg58 you can go there, you can uh, sign up and it brings you to the Excel Institute um, site and then you can uh, go ahead and take the derailleur detector. So the inoculation for these deraillers is to build resilience, develop practices that help you keep your IQ points, and your problem-solving intact. So uh, stay tuned to learn some of these cutting-edge practices that both Dr. Greenberg and myself use uh, every day when we're with corporate executives with the Excel Institute. And let me uh, welcome Kathy to the call. Hi, Kathy.
3: Hi, Relly. Good to be here. We're going to have a great show today. I'm hoping to balance out some of the, um, the cheating and derailing <laughs> <laughs> with a little bit of um, how to recover from these traps.
2: Exactly, And
3: I um, have a great article that we're going to add to the program today on to psychopaths at the office, what we can learn from the Great British Psychopath Survey, because even those who are derailed, believe it or not, have something to teach us.
2: Yeah. Well, this is good, Kathy. I know for us, typically, we're very positive-focused and... Um, this is one of the times we want to say, okay, that's we agree and, and to continue that, but there are some things that could get in your way. So let me just introduce you for the folks who, who don't know you. Dr. Kathy Greenberg coaches leading executives and entire companies. She has a proven method called happiness equals profit and work-life strategies around that. Kathy has been named the First Lady of Happiness by ABC TV. Dr. Greenberg has authored multiple popular books on the science of happiness, including What Happy Companies Know. She has the number one bestseller, What Happy Working Mothers Know, and she has a whole new uh, series coming out on fearless leaders. And Kathy touches millions as a much-in-demand speaker, TV, radio, and media personality. She has founded her own uh, consultancy, H2C, uh, stands for Happy Companies, Healthy People, and she actively supports research on the subject of offering friendly tips and tools to be your best at work and at home. She has, she's on the ABC Morning Blend, that's the name of the show, and she has a new free iPhone app called Your Happiness Now that you can see pictures of Kathy and has excerpts from her book. It's available on iTunes. and You can visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com and also on our shared website, excelinstitute.com for free downloads and access to tools for your long-term satisfaction and performance. There you go, Kathy. I so that was a mouthful.
3: Yeah, thanks a lot. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate the promo there. You know, what I'd love to do is make sure that everybody who is with us today um, also knows who Dr. Raleigh Nadler is. And I think um, today your sweet spot on leading with emotional intelligence is going to be the bright star in the show today. And for those of you who don't know Dr. Raleigh Nadler, he is not only my esteemed co-host on this, um, what, our fifth season um, of uh, Leadership Development News, but he is a master-level certified executive coach. He's a psychologist, a corporate leadership, and team trainer, and he brings his legendary expertise in emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and, of course, development programs. And Relly's latest top-ranked, Book called Leading with Emotional Intelligence provides hundreds of tools and strategies to develop star performers across industries, and we're going to talk about a lot of these tools today, uh, and uh, in his book, and we're going to talk about how you can use these tools to keep yourself on track. And um, one of the things you might also want to uh, to look at while uh, you're either going through the show today or after day, today's show is some of Rely's blogs that he's done, uh, a lot of respected work. Uh, of Raleigh's is the focus um, of, of several business journals and um, news features, and his programs are certainly a mainstay at leading Fortune 500 companies. And you can visit Raleigh at TrueNorthLeadership.com for free downloads to access your best performance through emotional intelligence, including his free I app, Leadership Keys, which is also available at the iTunes Store. So, Raleigh, maybe we should talk a little bit about the background on why this. Um, this leadership uh program is so important this one in particular as well uh when we talk about cheaters derailers uh, derailers and resilience and um as we go through the show today i know a lot of people are going to have a bit of a feel good emergency when we're done <laughs> but you know mental toughness uh and fearlessness often go hand in hand and hopefully as we talk to everyone today about the cheaters and derailers topic uh, we can um, tell them why people do this. We can offer some uh, tips and tools so that people can understand how to overcome this. And I'll talk a little bit about this fabulous study called the Great British uh, Psychopath Survey and talk about the most psychopathic professionals and the least psychopathic professionals, mm. which uh, may give us some insight as to why many of us misbehave.
2: That's great. Well, I'm excited to, to hear uh, what you... Ha- you have. That's what's kind of fun for, for Kathy yeah, you and I, and, kind and of giving our,
3: each other, real time data here.
2: Yeah, and for our audience is that you know, we're we're like hungry learners, both Kathy and I, and so we're on top of the literature and anything that comes out. Whether it's people we're interviewing or people we're reading, we want to better share this with you so you can uh, have a few takeaways, these micro initiatives that so you can do a few things differently. So I'll say a little bit about kind of why we're doing the, the show, Kathy, and then we'll we'll go into our the topic for today. Absolutely, but. One of the reasons is 40% of organizations today say they're experiencing a significant gap in the number of skilled and trained leaders for new opportunities. And so we call this, um, you know, this historic uh, brain drain that's going on, and so that's one of the reasons why we have a, a void of some of the new leaders. One is, from the Great Recession, we lost 8 million jobs we have retiring uh... baby boomers and i think i heard that something like you know ten thousand people a day are are retiring and so over the over the next period of years we're going to lose about ten million workers and then gen x and gen y the people's in their thirties and forties who are entering these new roles typically have a little less emotional intelligence and the only reason is for every hour that they're in front of a screen being that a computer screen or their phone they're not in front of somebody else and dealing with all the Specifics of how to communicate and and notice what's going on in their face and how to change their message and so because of technology there is a um, unintended consequence right now that there is a little less emotional intelligence in some of the newer leaders and the good news is that doing a few things differently can have a um, big effect and the leaders why we talk about them so much is for their team they have anywhere from 50 to 70 percent influence over the climate of the team we like to call them the emotional thermostat they sent the temperature for the team if they're happy positive optimistic so is the team if they're negative stressed out tense so is the team and one of the things that that kathy and i bring to organizations is aside from our training is coaching, and we know some of the research talks about training alone can help productivity about 22 percent in some of the studies. But if you add individual coaching, how each person can then implement that training, it can bump that up to about 80 88 percent more productivity. And a lot of this goes to people just aren't seeing their bosses these days, and now often
3: each other these days. So, so much work is virtual.
2: Yes, the people aren't seeing their bosses or, the, or each other. And so as a consequence, only one out of five of your people even know how well they're doing. Four out of five are saying, Meh, I think I'm all right, I'm not sure. And so there's an opportunity around feedback and catching them doing something well and then catching them when they're not doing something well. That's so important. And um, there is a lot of opportunity for change. And maybe, Kathy, you can talk about what this set point for change is.
3: You know, this um, whole idea that um, we have plasticity is so important when we're talking about choices, especially with the, the leadership development facts that you've just shared with us. And with this emotional intelligence thermostat, we have the opportunity to learn a lot about our brain and about the choices we can make that affect our brain. So one of the things that we know about the science of happiness, um, human flourishing for that matter, is that it has a set point like weight and hair color. And the best news really is that 40% is influenced totally by our habits and our behaviors. And uh, hopefully at the end of today's show, people will have some new ideas on how to use this plasticity and we will teach everybody today some simple habits that they can use to be successful. But the idea here is that that 40% that we can influence is counterweighted by 50% of genetics. And that basis of 50% of genetics could make us a glass half empty, could make us a glass half full. Um, The 10% that kind of lingers there after the 40% that we can influence comes from the environment. Uh, We cannot, in most instances, control the price of gas or the expense of homes, mortgage rates, or other kinds of financial constraints. Um, Sometimes we have health issues that we can't control. But all in all, that 10% will be, let's say, flexible over time. And so it's really important for us to focus on that 40%, because that's where we're going to get that 80-20 rule, you know, where 80% 80% of the outcome comes by, you know, what we can influence in our world. Sometimes it's a small amount, that 20%, but um, all in all, we're going to be able to max out our ability to be successful by doing a few things really well and making that 40% influence totally improve our lives. So hopefully we're going to talk about some of those tips and tools today. And um, Of course, we've told everybody they can go to our website, excelinstitute.com, and all these tools are going to be posted there, and people can pick them up um, at their discretion, including today's show, and hopefully they're going to learn a lot uh, and, and be willing to share a lot of these strategies uh, with their friends and colleagues because um, it's so important for us to look for strengths and success in today's very chaotic and challenging
2: environment. Well, thanks, Kathy. We're going to go to our our first break, and then when we come back. We're going to be looking at the derailleur detector. Uh, so, stay tuned, and we'll be right back.
6: Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's Company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day.
4: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
1: You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers, with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show.
3: Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking today about cheaters, derailers, and resilience. And we're going to talk to Relly Nadler a little bit about some of the tools that he has in his book, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, which is full of hundreds of wonderful tools and tips. And you can, of course, get more of those at ExcelInstitute.com. Today we're having a special show. Relly, let me ask you, typically um, we look at strengths and successes right. and how to build and broaden these, you know, using that human flourishing model of broadening and building. And today um, we're going to look at some of these derailers, and and hopefully you're going to help us understand um, how they can trump um, these emotional intelligence competencies in a positive way. So maybe you can introduce us to some of sure. this information.
2: But you know, why, and when, Kathy, and you and I do coaching, <clears throat> we're typically working with our strengths. We're trying to build and broaden, like you're saying. If some of these derailers, which I'll go through in a moment, are present, um, you have to pay attention to them. Zenger and Folkman call them fatal flaws. You know, these can get you off the track you know, off the rails, and that's why I derail, and it can happen in a moment, and part of this goes back to things you and I usually talk about, that leaders are under the spotlight almost all the time, 24-7, and they don't realize it, you know, often they're, they are just trying to get a task done, and they may ignore people, they may be racing down the hall, and people realize, oh, they don't like me, oh, they know I'm late on X, Y, and Z, and so people are the leaders we deal with are under the spotlight more than they think. They have more influence than they think. And it only takes a couple opportunities for some of these derailers to pop up. And if they do, people don't spend a lot of time thinking about others. You know, We spend a lot of time thinking about ourselves. And so if some of these derailers pop up, people quickly crystallize, oh, that's the way you are. In my book, I talk about this idea of snapshot management that often your boss, you know, they're going to, if everything goes well, you're in a meeting, you offer good information, they, they take a snapshot, click, click, click. If they're positive, you're in great shape. You know, you're offering good things, you support people, you're a team player. If in those meetings, and often people don't realize it's the meetings that are issue. you know, can be that where all the snapshots are taking place, if you're rolling your eyes, if all you do is speak negative, if you interrupt people, you try to act like the smartest person in the room, this the snapshots are going, and if some of those are, po- are negative, it's an uphill battle. And so there's two challenges, if this is you, as we go through this derailleur detector. If you have some of these snapshots, some of these derailleurs, one, you have to make a change. So that's challenge number one. Challenge number two, nobody is necessarily going to recognize that you made a change. Challenge number two is... Somehow, how do you communicate, how do you advertise that you've made a change? And so when we do coaching, you know, especially if someone has some of these negative uh, aspects, that can be really challenging.
3: You know, as you're talking, I can't help but think of parenthood. You know, people always say, be careful the children are watching. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: they're always me, always watching. <laughs> well, and I think when you talk about kind of we're going to talk about impulse control. I remember this when I studied uh, family therapy. We teach our children how to start an argument, and then often if we end an argument, it's usually in private. You know, we go back and we're with our significant other spouse or partner and we end the argument. And they never see how it ends. They see how it starts. So, it's kind of the same thing.
3: <laughs> Good point. <laughs>
2: All right, so let me go through some of the derailers, uh, and this there, I'll read through these kind of quickly, but this is where you can go back to our our um, website, and budurl.com forward slash CG58, you can take this derailer detector. So this is taking, Kathy, from a, a series of res- resources um, when I was looking at this. You know, one was a book at uh, around derailment for the Center of Creative Leadership. Another was, you know, grow your own leaders. Another w- w- book was Beyond Ambition. Another one was Why CEOs Fail. Another one was Bad Leadership, and another was the allure of toxic leadership. And so, what I did is looked at all those resources and put those together in what's called the Derailer Detector. Good. So I'm going to so, read through so these. People can so
3: actually, they can follow along with us and and rank themselves, mm-hmm. right?
2: Yeah. If they if they go to the website right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. So one, and how this works is, uh, oh, you would rate this one, two, or three. One almost never happens. Two happens once a quarter or every, or every three months. Three, it happens once a month. If this is, happens regularly for you. So smartest person in the room syndrome. They have to be right all the time, and they're married to their own ideas, and they distrust new ideas. Smartest person in the room. Lack of impulse control. Someone who's reactive, volatile, abrasive. Number three. Someone who drives others too hard. This is where you micromanage. You take over and delegating. Perfectionism. We all know kind of what that is. Someone who's defensive is number five. Blames others. Inflexible. Number six. Someone who's risk-averse, kind of the other side. They're not taking risks. Lack courage. Number seven. Failure to learn from mistakes. They make the same mistakes over and over. Number eight. They lack insight into others. They can't read others' emotions or reactions. Number nine, they don't ask for feedback, so they miss opportunities to include others making better decisions. Number ten, self-promotion, attention-seeking, overlooked accomplishments. Number eleven, some of which we'll get into with the cheaters, lack of integrity. People are unhonest with themselves. Um, They omit things. They minimize things, all the kind of the white lies. Number 12, they do not adapt to cultural differences. You know, some of the things we've talked about, let's say, in the past about uh, Steve Jobs going over to Asian countries and, and not um, adapting to the cultural differences. You know, they give him a gift, and he'd leave the gift on a table.
3: I can't wait to see this new movie with Ashton Kutcher as uh, yeah. Steve Jobs. should be interesting.
2: And it's it's based on uh, the, the book that both of us have, have read by Jacobson, which I has got some great uh, leadership Tools in there. So another one is indirect with others. So you don't give the hard feedback, which with emotional intelligence you need to give the hard feedback. Or number fourteen, you're approval dependent. You need too much approval to make decisions. Number fifteen is just someone who is uh, eccentric, and they're just you know somebody who's kind of odd. You know we all know those people in organizations. They say funny things or weird things. Um, Or sixteen, they mistreat others. You're callous. You're demeaning. You discount others. 17, self-interest. You only act in your own interest. Um, And then 18, you're insular. And we're going to talk about where Lance Armstrong is on some of these. You disregard the health and welfare of the group outside of your group um, and don't take responsibility of things that may happen outside your group.
3: Well, this is pretty um, insightful for those of you who are listening as I'm going through it and I'm marking off my own (laughs) typical <laughs> yeah. derailleur um, character traits, because we all have some of them, and if we don't, we're kidding ourselves. Right. Um, you know, which derailleur do you think people get into the most trouble with?
2: You know, and Kathy, I think because we've seen this, and we'll, we'll give some examples, I have some examples in my book, it's the lack of impulse control. It's kind of the most frequent and it's the quickest way to derail. It's the quickest way to to lose your credibility. And if we look at people that we know uh you know in the literature um, or in in media, it's a lack of impulse control. And what happens is 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 when people are stressed out, they have a lot of stress and we'll talk a little bit about this that uh, and they're not uh in a emotionally intelligent way handling their stress, it affects their decision making. It affects um, their IQ a lot of times Kathy and I like to talk about, no one wants to hear this, you're operating with less IQ points. People don't want to hear that. We say, oh, I'm stressed out, I didn't, I'm not thinking right, how can I, what was I thinking? Well, you weren't thinking real well because you had less IQ points because your emotional intelligence didn't inoculate you. And, and so there is this relationship between EQ, emotional quotient and IQ and so why this is really uh, important for leaders to enhance their emotional intelligence and therefore when we talk about resilience you can maintain your IQ points so well, I'll, you know
3: one of the things I think um, would be interesting is if we talked about this uh, NFL study um, given we just uh, yeah you know had the The great football season of the year. um,
2: Sure, go ahead.
3: Well, I think, you know, you were saying that there were some case studies, and um, one of them was in a study of 700 professional football players in the NFL, including draft choices and college players, and we had, you know, obviously uh, two playing most recently in the big game. Um, Those with higher levels of restraints uh, were rated by their coaches as having better abilities and being more motivated better leaders, and they were easier to coach, according to uh, Goldman. Um, So this is fascinating, and I'm sure we're going to come back to more of emotional intelligence research uh, examples that support our, our Cheaters, Derailers, and Resilience show today. So don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News.
4: From the boardroom
1: to you, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is one 866 Four seven two five seven nine zero. Now, let's get back to the show.
3: Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking to Dr. Raleigh Nadler about cheaters, <laughs> derailers, and hopefully we'll have a few minutes at the end to talk about resilience. So if you're having a, a feel-good emergency at the end of this program, we have some medicine for you. But, you know, Raleigh, in the last few years we gained um, some insight Uh, into um, friendly knowledge about the brain and leadership from our friend David Rock. Maybe you can talk a little bit about this science behind the mind um, that uh, influences this um, kind of hijack that we see that derails people.
2: Well, and and most of us have, because we've talked about this before, is hear about the amygdala hijack. So the amygdala is the emotional part of the brain. It can override the executive part of the brain, which is the prefrontal cortex. So we have these automatic responses. And in David, uh, Rock's book, who we've inter- interviewed, you know, Coaching with Your Brain and Mind, he, he's done a good job, like we like to do, bringing in different research. So Amy, uh, Arnston, a professor of neurobiology at Yale Medical School, she's devoted her whole career to this, what goes on in the mysteries of prefrontal cortex. That's the executive part of your mind. And basically what she says, it has limitations. It can only hold so many thoughts. It has to have everything just right or it doesn't function well. So you kind of think about this stress, and any stress that comes in is going to affect uh, the prefrontal cortex, and that's where we lose IQ points.
3: Well, you know, and, Raleigh, as you're talking, you know, we know the left prefrontal cortex is where happiness resides, and the right is where fear resides. Uh, anxiety mm-hmm. and many of those negative emotions reside. Maybe you can just interject quickly before we get into some famous fallen stars mm-hmm. um, who have been hijacked by this famous amygdala um, about the Radish study.
2: Yeah, well, let me tell you about that. You know, and Kathy, like for you and I both, um, I've seen this study twice in two different uh, books that I've been reading. And so, uh, What it talks about is self-control. Why is self-control so challenging or willpower? So there was a study by Mark Moravin from Case Western, and he had uh, 67 college students. They skipped a meal, and they came to this test, and they thought it was a test taste around their perception. In front of them were hot chocolate chip cookies and a bowl of radishes. In one group, they were told um, to only eat the chocolate chip cookies. And the both groups were right there. So the one group, the radish group, watched the other group eat the chocolate chip cookies. The other group could only eat the radishes. And both groups were behind one-way mirror. Well, the cookie eaters, they were in heaven. They loved it. You know, they were ooh and ah, and the radish eaters were in agony. Some even picked up the cookies. They put it down. You know, they have, if you have these chocolate chip cookies that are warm, you have chocolate on your fingers, they're licking the chocolate. And so Moravan noticed that the radish eaters their willpower had been thoroughly taxed while the cookie eaters hardly used any willpower. And then they said while they were waiting there, they gave them a puzzle. Well, this was an impossible puzzle. They had to trace a geometric pattern without lifting up their pen, without going over the same line twice. And they said, you know, if you want to give up, ring the bell. So it, the whole study was about willpower. And the, the rationale here that Moravin said in f- only five minutes, Only five minutes, staring at those chocolate chip cookies, the radish eaters used up their willpower. And then when they did the impossible puzzle, the chocolate chip eaters were relaxed. They stayed with it, some for a half hour. The average was 19 minutes. What do you think about the radish eaters? Completely different. They muttered. They put their head down. They got frustrated. One said, this is a stupid experiment, snapped at the researcher. They only stayed with the the impossible puzzle for eight minutes. 19 minutes or 8 minutes. So think about the willpower and self-control of of yourself or the people that you supervise. And this was in 5 minutes they used up their willpower.
3: So, you know, for the average person who's listening, if you are constantly holding back your emotion and something triggers you, you're going to get triggered a lot faster if you're unhappy or longer than if you are, in fact, having a, let's say, delightful cookie <laughs> life experience. But the reality is, um, as you said, Raleigh, which is so important for people to get, um, when we talk about these violations, these cheaters, these derailers, we're talking about more grave, you know, violations Um mm-hmm. Uh, things that cost people money and cost people's reputation um uh, we're not we're not talking about the little white lies right that right. we tell you know oh i'm late because of traffic, okay, so you're late all right let's just get on with the you know with with the meeting um or or how about the one I love the most is um do I look fat in these pants? <laughs> <laughs> you know right. I want somebody to tell me if I look ridiculous in them but I don't really want somebody to tell me whether I look fat or not.
2: Right. No,
3: so let's talk about some of these famous fallen yeah. star hijacks. You know, we've got everything from superstars in the soccer world like um, Zidane. We've got, uh, uh, you know, generals, obviously, that we can lightly touch on. Um, and we have Tiger Woods, obviously, another athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have politicians like um, Elliot Spitzer and... uh right. John Edwards, um, and, you know, there's all kinds of interesting things that we can share with the audience today. Maybe we can hone in on a couple of these and and talk about cheating, and where does that fall on the derail or detective? Yeah, well,
2: you know, cheating falls in a few places, and let me just say, you know, about cheating, we're going to zero in on on, uh, Lance Armstrong, but we also have have other athletes who've used performance-enhanced drugs, Marion Jones. Alex Rodriguez is in the news right now. And so when it comes to cheating, you know, it it really becomes from desires, pressures, and incentives. And especially in the sports world, you know, they get rewarded for their results. And when it becomes, it becomes grave, different than someone cheating on their spouse, when there's a rule violation or it's illegal and there's legal consequences, it's a lot more dicey. So let's look at um, Armstrong in regard to the derailers because this cheating comes up in a numerous...
3: Yeah, it does. And, you know, I remember, I'm looking at the USA Today from January the 16th, which is right after his wonderful um, interview with Oprah. And I say wonderful because at least we got some insight, right? Mm -hmm. And the Mm -hmm. caption on the front page of USA Today says, As Armstrong is now painfully realizing, everything has changed in his life. The man who used to control everything now controls nothing. And that's a quote from Christine Brennan. And it says, cover story, it's over. After a decade of denial, Armstrong is still looking out for number one, Lance, which is why he deserves nothing but disdain.
2: Yeah, it's, I mean it's really unfortunate. I mean he he definitely was one of my heroes and you know I and I saw when it first came out I didn't want to believe it and I'm sure that's the same thing for other folks.
3: Yeah. Because and we, can't, of his, we also can't ignore the good he's done, you know, through, yeah. through LiveStrong, but it's sad. It's very sad.
2: So let's look at some of the, you know, of the uh 18 derailers. I picked out 10 and and basically for most people if you have 2 or 3, that's enough. So Lack of impulse control, emotionally reactive, volatile, abrasive. You know, he just you know, anybody who spoke out against him, he he tore them to bits. Yeah, Greg Lamond, one of his
3: friends, I think, was on the short end of
2: Right. Of and then the uh, the Andrews, both the the cyclist and his wife, he destroyed their reputation. You know, he called the wife crazy for her accusations. She was in the hospital. With him, when the surprise came up, when they said to the, the doctor, said this is after his uh, cancer surgery. So she was a great friend, and the doctor said, "Have you ever used any performance drugs?" And you know, she and others were in the room. He said, "Oh yeah," and he listed it all off. And then when they reported that, he denied that vehemently, said they were crazy. Um, Some of these others, drives others too hard, micromanaging, you know, now we know about, let's say, the whole thing about the doping, you know, and some people got convinced by him. Perfectionism, sets unrealistic goals, rejects criticism, defensive, blames others, you know, all the things we've seen. Self-promotion, overlooks accomplishments of others, you know, and look at the people like Greg Lamont and others like you mentioned. Lacks insight into others, that's where the place is, is the empathy. You know, one of the key things that we walk with, work with executives about is empathy. Really, a lacking insight is a lack of empathy. Mistreats others, destroying their career, callous, demeaning, discounting. Self-interest, acts in the self-interest instead of the interest of the whole organization. You know, uh, insular, disregard of his own health and welfare of his group, um, you know, all the cyclists. And then this lack of integrity. You know, it was really is being dishonest, uh, about stuff. Um, the, this concept that I learned of unhonest, and that's the white lies, and that's where you minimize, you don't say something, or you leave out things, it's the same result of someone being dishonest, as if you're unhonest. So these are the things that we saw, uh, you know, in, in Lance, and even in how he, uh, expressed himself, it's going to take a long time for him to, you know, move forward. So you may want well, to think about for yourself if any of these derailers are present for you or people just you work with.
3: Um, to kind of interject here and play yeah. the, you know, devil's advocate, if I go back to this um, article, Wisdom from Psychopaths, and scientist Kevin Dutton in Scientific American Mind. And you can look this up at www.scientificamerican.com backslash mind. There's an article in here, Wisdom from Psychopaths, and it's about a scientist who goes to a high-security psychopathic hospital to interview, you know, people with extreme um, psychopathologies. And he says that, um, you know, there are some psychopathologies that in small doses like medicine can, in fact, um, prove beneficial. Now, if you look at where Armstrong came from, the triumvirate of charm, focus, and ruthlessness that psychopaths possess can predispose a person for some long-term life success under certain circumstances. Now, I'm not saying that this is true for everybody. I'm just saying that in this particular instance, some of these derailers that you just listed here, mm-hmm. like self-interest, All right. Self-promotion, perfectionism, driving others too hard because he drives himself. Those were also ways that he survived
2: um,
3: his cancer scare and continued his career. In theory, okay. So you know, as we look at these derailers, um, it's interesting how when you play them to a certain degree, they're beneficial. When you overplay them, they become like bad medicine. And they be they become something that creates yeah. some rather unpleasant side effects.
2: yeah, that's a good way to say it. in bad medicine, and I know when we deal with folks, I always talk about when is when is you a success in excess? When do you overuse your strengths and it's a weakness? Yeah, and I think in in, in for Lance and all the folks, you could see in psychology they call it norming, everybody was is doping. And so it almost got away from the ethical aspect, should we? We all are doing it. If you're not doing it, you're not going to win. So it was a kind of a cultural thing, which now you know they're, we're really trying to clean up. But this is not—it's not only Lance to you know to give him some uh, credit. It was—it's the whole cycling industry that's gone on for years and years and years. And
3: you know, it's not only in, in that industry; um, right. it's in many industries. But oh, yeah. you know, this also relates to businesses like Enron um, and, um, and and and. Most recently, um, the BP situation. You know, we had a lot of, I think, early um, concerns, let me use that word, about the leadership at BP when the oil spill first occurred in the Gulf, and we were all so concerned that they weren't taking responsibility. Right Now, what's interesting is we, as a human condition, as a human community, seem to resonate with people who do bad things but who ask for forgiveness. And we seem to be very predisposed to this need to hear someone say what they've done is wrong. And then we're very good, in most cases, at forgiving. And that is what happened with BP. But, you know, it's interesting how... um, you know, a psychopath's proclivity to live in the moment can arm them against anxiety and bring joy. We, we also need to recognize that sometimes our first impressions of um, extremely disappointing situations can, in fact, turn around if, in fact, the people who are at, um, let's say, the short end of the stick who've done this, this derailing behavior mm-hmm. come clean. Yeah. Um, and you can actually um, see the change in them and those around them. I mean, I think a great example uh, would be some of these sports celebrities, uh, like Michael Vick, you know, mm-hmm. um, admitted he was wrong, did bad things, cleaned up his act, you right. know, went back to work. There, there, are, there are ways that we can really overcome some of these derailers. Would you well, agree?
2: One of the things that we know, you know, from the emotional intelligence aspects, you know, that you and I are um, very deep in around trustworthiness and what's the behavior, because this will lead us into when we talk about resiliency, what's the behavior of someone who's trustworthy? Well, we know now and from research, and this is from uh, the Hay Group and other places, publicly admits mistakes. So, can you regularly, consistently, publicly admit mistakes? Because now, people know you're in charge of that. If you can't do that, they are spending some of their precious prefrontal cortex energy trying to know Well, do you know you made a mistake do i have to keep looking at you if you take responsibility then you know basically lets people's brains go elsewhere
3: well you know what we're going to take a quick break we're going to come back and talk about you know how trustworthy and predictable are you and how resilient are you and um learn some more about cheaters derailers and resilience so don't go away you're listening to leadership development news
6: practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com.
4: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
1: You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers, with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show.
2: Welcome back to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. We just went through the derailer detector, and I'll give you this again, a shortened URL, bud, dot com. Forward slash CG fifty eight will allow you to go to the Excel website and will um, give you the opportunity, you know, to take that. So, um, Kathy, we want to talk a little bit about resilience, and it's one of your sweet spots, and you have some expertise. And maybe we can just start about, you know, kind of what it, what is resilience, and why is it so important.
3: Well, you know, as I said, you're probably going to have a feel-good emergency at the end of this program, and we don't have all the time in the world we need to go into this topic, so we'll probably do another show at another time and talk about it in detail. But it's important because without understanding what act- what actually energizes you as an individual, you're going to be short-sighted, uh, you're going to be um, unable to deal with that impulse control, and lack of being able to um, control yourself is going to cause you to make bad decisions. It's going to cause you to be looked at as untrustworthy. Uh, and there are so many great tools that we can share with people, like the emotional audit, the uh, the happy tool, which is, mm-hmm. you know, H stands for healthy. What thing can you do every day that increases your resilience, like eating less salt, less sugar, getting some exercise, drinking more water? You know, A stands for adaptability. What can you do to make yourself more adaptive? What backup plans might you need in place if you have kids that need support when you're at work? What kind of uh, schedule can you keep for yourself where you can offload some of those things and delegate them to others? So that that, that adaptation, that adaptivity is so important. P, the first one stands for what can you be proud of at work? Even if it's 15 seconds of (laughs) absolute shining, you know, In today's challenging environments, that's sometimes all we're going to get. And if we broaden and build on that, we're going to have a whole lot more success. You know, um, also in the same uh – Journal that I spoke of before the break, The Scientific mm-hmm. American Mind. Mm-hmm. There's a great cover article on the science of optimism, mm-hmm. how changes in mental habits create resilience. So in the same piece that has the psychopathology <laughs> that we can um, learn from, it has this great article on optimism. And uh, of course, the second P is about proud of your family. You know, that that's again, could only be 15 seconds of something that brought you joy that day related to your family, but those are important. And... And the last um, letter in the happy model Y is be young at heart. Learn how to learn and laugh at yourself while you're doing so. Because if you're not, I guarantee you somebody else will.
2: (laughs) That's right. That's right. Well, good. So let me let me add about you mentioned the emotional audit. You know, we talked about how you can lose your IQ points really, really quickly, and the good news is you can gain your IQ points back very quickly, also. And so this emotional audit are strategic questions that you can ask in the heat of the moment. If you can just take you know take a deep breath, kinda of like our grandmother always said, Oh honey, you know, just count to ten and take a deep breath. Well, if you can do that and in addition to that to be able to ask these strategic questions in those ten seconds. What yeah, am I absolutely. Thinking? And
3: also one of the things that we know that is the best practice for resilience is breathing. You know, the big what we'd call meditation Buddha breaths you know, where you breathe in deeply and you get your tummy real full with air mm-hmm. and then you blow it out, you know, those are the kinds of deep breaths our grandmothers and grandfathers were talking about, you know, exactly. not just counting to 10 but actually breathing because when you oxygenate the brain, you're helping to increase your outlook, um, your resilience in the left prefrontal cortex, and it's going to make a huge difference in your ability to manage your brain. We know that um, many parts of the brain have an impact on our amygdala. Uh, reading is, of course, a great way for you to take in information, and, of course, we said at our site at the theaccelinstitute.com site, we're going to have some tools there. One of them is going to be the positive leadership questionnaire and, of course, um, many other happiness tools that we don't have time to go into on today's show. But you know what, Rally? Um can you just say a little bit about some of the people um, you know that we've talked about these stars who've gone bad whether they're politicians or athletes or um, you know prominent respected people in the public domain can you talk about um, from your books or mine anything that you can think of that we haven't covered that really makes a difference in this impossible puzzle yeah.
2: of cheaters, derailers and resilience well i think Taking that moment of pause, like we're saying, and I think it's a quick and easy tool, like you're saying with the deep breath and the emotional audit, if you can ask yourself five questions, these are strategic questions, what am I thinking? Oh, let's say you're in a meeting, oh, I can't believe, you know, so-and-so saying that, you know, that's so dumb, what am I feeling? I'm frustrated, I'm irritating. I'm irritated, what do I want is question number three. These kind of start orienting you, and and when I've talked to neuroscientists, these are prefrontal cortex. If your amygdala has blood and oxygen, these questions get blood and oxygen in prefrontal cortex. What am I thinking? What am I feeling? What do I want? And then the critical one is, how am I getting in my way? That one can help you say, oh, I'm rolling my eyes. Oh, I'm getting too worked up. Oh, I'm not listening. It allows you to change direction, which is one of the key things around resilience and flexibility, and then the last question is, okay, now I have all this data, what am I gonna do different? And it allows you in those moments to not be reactive. If you can just pause, ask those five questions, you will get back your IQ points and you'll make some better decisions.
3: Absolutely, I'll tell you the other thing that this impresses upon me Whenever I go to meetings people know I'm there because I always bring cookies or sugar. <laughs> and after the radish and chocolate chip cookies right. I'd say, make sure you bring sweets to every meeting.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Even after I yeah. said
3: reduce your sugar intake, it's gonna make a difference on your brain.
2: Well, and I think I think with the radish in this in this chocolate chip you you gotta make sure you have enough. Wouldn't you have hate to be that poor person who didn't get the chocolate chip cookie?
3: And get stuck with the radish, yeah definitely. Right. Well, you know, thank you, Relly. This has been a great show today, and I hope we're going to do some more shows on emotional style and resilience. And I think it would be great to um, look at the psychopaths at the office study and look at the ten most and least psychopathic professions, according to the study of 5,400 people. So we've got lots to share with our audience, so I hope they'll stay tuned and hope you'll tune in to tune up your performance with Leadership Development News. And don't forget to go to www.excelinstitute.com for all these tools that we've talked about today.
2: Well, thank you, Kathy. This has been a great great show. And just so people do have that uh, website, it's budurl and budurl.com forward slash cg58. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll hear you again.